Yes, folks, welcome to episode 14 of the Fundamental Wisdom Podcast with your host, Coach Brad K. On this podcast is where we ask the questions that you want the answers to and discuss ideas to help you level up to your highest self. We have practical discussions to help you level up physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, and financially. And on this episode, I'm very honored to be joined by a guest that I have been chasing for the last six months to get on this <laughs> podcast. We have Lakota's finest, the most grounded man on the earth, Mr. Controversial, unorthodox himself, Earth Puppy from the Grounded Athlete, Robert. Good morning. How you doing, Rob? Good morning. I'm amazing. I'm ready to be here. I'm ready to rock. Let's go. Ready to Dude, I've been waiting for this for so long, you've no idea. I'm so excited. But just before we get into like the meat and bones, let's tell the people of your zero to hero just uh, zero to hero story, where you came from, your biography, who you are, how you started all of this, and what you're doing now. Let's hear it. Uh yeah, so I grew up I grew up on a reservation here in, in the United States and in, in South Dakota. So I've always been ingrained in a very, a very earthy culture. We've always uh, regarded the earth as uh, sacred and healing. Um, but uh, from there, I, I moved to a small city in Iowa, went to school for a few years, got a few degrees. And uh, a few years later, here I am running the Grounded Athletes, making sandals, uh, making videos, finishing up a book. Uh, along with a few other projects, but uh, a lot's transpired in the last four years, and I'm excited to be able to share that stuff with with a really a really engaged audience. So I hope that they'll like this podcast too. Absolutely, dude. Right. So you mentioned there that you had a very grounded, for lack of a better word, upbringing. So what does that mean for you? Were you just always kind of tune with nature was it your family that was kind of pushing this almost holistic lifestyle on you or how did that come about yeah i was always barefoot on the reservation as a kid um that's just that's all i knew um shoes were were not not something i enjoyed very much as a kid i was always running around i was always doing things barefoot and that's what all the other kids would do too so it's just that was that was a part of the culture um so it's it's always been ingrained in me i just and I was always told as a kid, well, you know, the earth is is healing. It's it, it'll 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 help you if you're sick. And you know, when you hear those things as a kid, you're just like, yeah, okay. But a few years, you know, twenty years later, here I am. Like, I actually I can understand what's going on in the body when they say that. And it's it's a it's a cool thing when you can kind of you can mix culture and spirituality with actual science. So that's where I'm at with it right now. And I'm trying to share that word. Mm. Seems to be going quite well. So that's a very different childhood to what people face nowadays. Was there no like video games and pop soda and just a bunch of bullshit? Or were you just outside playing around or? You know, when I was a kid, it was, we were kind of getting to that point where everybody was just kind of inside all day with with games and stuff but i liked being outside man that was that was that was my place to be that's where i would i would go play with my friends we'd go you know start local fires not on purpose but uh yeah there's a lot of dead grass on the reservation so it's easy to start fires um yeah but uh we'd play with a lot of fireworks and stuff but uh, yeah i mean i spent most of my childhood outside just just kicking around so 
it's amazing. And then you see the impact that has, you know, <laughs> later on in life where <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right. And then after all of that, you said that you got a couple degrees and you went to uni. How was your uni experience or college? College, sorry, America. College. It's it was it was good. Um I think nowadays a lot of college is a scam. I don't think you need college for for a lot of things. Um I enjoy the the wealth of, of knowledge I received um as, as far as science goes. Um studied physics. Um I went I went to graduate school for business, uh so kinda took a one eighty there. And then I was in the process of looking for uh, doctoral programs in, in biophysics. And then that's when the, the grounded athlete kind of took off. And so I just kind of abandoned that and just kind of went full force with the grounded athlete. And I've loved it. I've loved it ever since. It's, it's um, I don't know if I would have ended up doing what I wanted to do if I pursued that path even further as far as higher education. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it, was, it was good. If I could go back though, I don't know if I would have went to school because really, I mean, yeah, I could, you can learn most of, most of what I learned has been on my own time, on my own terms. And I think mm -hmm. that's how people learn best. So. I absolutely agree. You know, I, I find a lot of the curriculums are outdated. For example, you went to business, mm -hmm. like very cliche to say this, but how are you learning business from some dude that likely doesn't have his own business? He studied business from a textbook. You're much better off listening to someone that owns a business but you know yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that but uh <laughs> were you a college athlete then is that how all of this started yeah i uh i started off i was, I was i've been a track athlete for the last 15 years mm. um yeah i went to went to university ran track i was a 12 time all-american and the 400 meters um so that was that was kind of my forte i'm still doing that to this day i'm still competing uh, took some time off to do some amateur kickboxing, some Olympic weightlifting. Uh, so I've kind of dipped my toes in a lot of things, but sprinting's been it's been my thing. I've got Indian feet, so uh, I, I am Lakota quarter horse. Mm. Quarter horse is a uh, terminology slang for 400 meter runners, but 400 is a difficult race. It's all about it's all about who can who can tolerate the most pain, and I like that. I like that about it. Mm. I see it's keeping you fit because the physique is just. <laughs> Physique is just, but before I get into more uh, track and physique and health, all that stuff, speak to me about Lakota, right? Because I've seen you mention it like a couple months back, you'd sprinkle it in here and there, but nowadays everything is earth, poppy, Lakota. I am the Lakota bloodline. It's running through me, all of this. You're very proud of uh, your ancestry and where you came from. So speak to me about that. Uh, well, you're in the States. Um... There's Lakota, Nakota, Dakota. Basically, these are these are kind of broad classifications of different language systems uh, between uh, numerous tribes. And so, my tribe is uh, part of the the Lakota Lakota language, and so that's that's where it falls in, in the spectrum in, in Nakota, Dakota, Lakota. But that's the language that my tribe speaks, and so that's that's where I come from. So when I say Lakota, it's it's part of that Lakota language classification. Um, that many tribes belong to. Um, there's not just one tribe with Lakota, but many tribes belong to Lakota. Hmm. A little history lesson for me there. Obviously, I'm from across the uh, the Atlantic, so I wouldn't really know any of this, but cool. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, right. 
So nowadays your main project is Gaia, right? Yeah. Gaia. And you have grounding sandals, some of the best grounding sandals on the market. If not the first and the only, I don't know. I haven't seen, there's obviously grounding and barefoot shoes now, but I don't see much of the sandals. Yeah. Um, so yeah. How did all of that come about? Well, um, I first started off doing what I'm doing, making videos. So I was basically just kind of putting my, my academic, uh, my academic background, uh, to use and compiling research and kind of just breaking it all down into, into something digestible. And then eventually I came to the point where I was like, okay, I need to make something that can ground you. Cause I'm in, the, I'm in the Midwest, so it's cold. So you definitely don't want to be walking around cold ground, snow and all that. So, and for me, it just, it wasn't practical to make shoes at the time, which mm. is initially, initially what I wanted to do is I wanted to make shoes so like, okay, well, we'll make some sandals in the meantime, uh, threw some copper together, threw some silver together, threw some leather together. Um, they're the only sandals to utilize the, all these, all these different elements. And I, I would argue that they're, they're the best grounding sandals in the world. Um, so if you don't have a pair, definitely pick up a pair. They're all handcrafted with love by me. In your, in my shop, AKA my garage. There you go. There you go. That's where the love comes from. Handmade in Iowa, in the garage. Full of, it's full of tobacco smoke too. So. Oh, hey, leather and tobacco. Do, can you imagine that smell guys? Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's about it. The world. We didn't handle for that. Dude, I had a stalk of your website and I see that your team is absolutely huge as well. You have so many people working on this. Very diverse. It's very diverse. <laughs> Rob, Bob, Bobby, Robbie. Like, dude, that's crazy. So you're running this all by yourself. The whole show was run by you. Yeah, and you know it's it's really fun. But let me tell you, it's it's morning until bedtime. Just work, 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 work. But at the same time, it's not work. It's it's kind of play for me because it's 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 fun. Like I can do all this stuff and I can. I can flow with it and I can play with it so easy and it's it's not work to me. And I think uh, a lot of happiness in life are people that can get to that point where it's just not work anymore. It's play to you. Mm. So that's that's where I'm at. So mm. I'm very happy to be here. See, that's inspiring, you know, inspiring. Mm -hmm. So, right, let's get into more practical questions for lack of a better word. Right, so you're a successful business owner at a young age, right? Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome with Gaia? If any, I know you're saying it's play now, but I'm sure back in the day when you were starting and the numbers and the money wasn't really there, whatever. Were there any issues to begin with? Yeah, man, it was, a, it took, it took a few months to finally get it to the point where I liked it and other people liked it, but the first two months that I started, man, that was such a pain in the ass. I would spend hours and hours and hours trying to get something to work. Wouldn't work. I'd have to throw it out. So it was it was that for for a few months, and that was that was a really tedious um, process of experimentation. Um, so that was that was a challenge in itself. Um, other than that, man, I kind of kind of got lucky a little bit. Uh, and it just kind of took off as soon as I started doing it. I was I, I was making them, and then I put them on Instagram. People reached out to me like, "Hey, can you make these for me?" 
And then before I knew it, I was shipping them all over the world. And they've, they've gone to like over 60, 60 countries thus far, every, uh, every state here in the U.S. So they've kept me busy. That's for sure. Um, and it's been fun, man. How do you even make sandals? Like that's, you know, it's a big task. You've taken up, up upon yourself, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, not selling out and outsourcing it to some like little Chinese factory out abroad and lowering production costs and freeing up your time. That takes big Lakota balls, you know? So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And do you see yourself making them like every pair custom and handmade? I see, I see a team in my future, mm -hmm. a team of people, whether that's a local team or whether that's a team that's distributed throughout various different places. Um, I do want them to maintain that, that handcrafted aspect to them because I think that draws a lot of people in. It would draw me in. It's, it's very hard to find things that are, that are handcrafted, handmade with human hands these days. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a dying, it's a dying art. And um, I, I just I want to maintain that especially i would say the shoe industry because i've been involved as well when i was younger i used to resell shoes and then you know i've always kind of been passionate about like footwear shoes this and that i i know it's not the same as like grounding sandals but i know what you mean man i know what you mean in when i lived in turkey a couple months ago as well i you know i don't know if you know the turks were always known for like handcrafting leather shoes and all of this and um, so i didn't yeah. know that yeah, so they were, you know, they they were always working with leather, but shoes was like a particular thing they'd always do. And I've heard that now it's not so common anymore. Like it's just dying out. Everything is like factory production lines and all of this. There's not really any people hand making stuff anymore. So that's huge. It's hard that work. It's huge. <laughs> it's hard. I can imagine, dude. I can imagine. I'm gonna ask you about that, but because I've asked you about like challenges that you've had. I want to know some wins now. I want to know what running your own business has taught you because, you know, I imagine there's going to be at least a handful of guys listen to this that A, have their own business and they don't know where it's going. They don't know what they're doing. They're demotivated or B, you know, the guy's trying to start their own thing and they're just kind of scared of taking that plunge and they don't know if it's going to work out or pay off or people are going to judge them and laugh at them. What are some of your top tips for like an inspiring entrepreneur, some young dude that just wants to start something? Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Number one, consistency. Be consistent in what you do. Don't give up after, you know, a year. You know, it's some, it just takes time. I was lucky enough where, well, I wouldn't say completely lucky because a lot of what I really wanted to do was just spread, spread knowledge about a certain topic and I would spend weeks and weeks and weeks making, you know, a video and for like, you know, 20 people to watch it. And I was like, oh gosh, this is kind of lame. And then eventually the social media just started to blow up. And then eventually it started to get, get more well, well uh, recognized, well known. And I've, uh, I've been lucky to be on podcasts where people are just like, well, you're making this practice kind of cool now. And it's, it's starting to make headway with a lot of people and that's a good feeling, but uh, definitely just be consistent. You know, it's, you can't give up after a few months, or even, even a year. It didn't, as far as getting the grounding content out there, it didn't, that didn't take off right away. It, it, it took some time to, to really ingrain that in people so that they can accept the science behind that. Um, and then number two, I would say is, is genuineness. Be genuine in the stuff that you do. Don't, don't copy other people. And that's something really 
common these days is they just they want to take things from from uh, the things that other people are saying and they want to they want to rephrase them they want to regurgitate them and just they're not being themselves and so everything that i do with the grounded athlete is is me it's me being me and i think people can pick up on that genuineness and and that's what they naturally gravitate towards so there you have a consistency and authenticity you've heard it time and time again but that's what it comes down to and dude i see the brutal honesty that you have on your page as well you know at the track with a little uh with a little siggy just because it's you or for example some of the uh not pc stuff i saw your uh pride uh pride month set (laughs) that's hilarious that is the most genius marketing i've ever seen because you're going against the grain against the norm and you're targeting the exact people you want so that is absolutely genius (laughs) not about just having a big audience sometimes about having the right audience i I want the right audience a lot of things so if anything if you can't learn well if you can't learn some good marketing things for me and really i mean i don't really know much about marketing but people always say i have good marketing maybe you can learn lessons from what not to do as well because <laughs> i uh sometimes i get a little bit of uh, too much of my personality and what i do so i don't know if that's the the best thing to do as far as a marketing um a marketing approach but uh that's that's up to other people to to really figure out for themselves it's it's been working you can't say it hasn't so you know there you go. Right. Before we move into more technical questions about grounding, obviously, because you are the earth poppy, you know everything about grounding and I want to hear it all. I just want to ask you about the guy sandals again. So you told me it is handmade with leather and copper and silver. Tell me why they're so unique. Let's say I don't know anything about them at all. Sell me on them. Why? Why these? Yeah, so uh, this brings us to a very interesting uh, topic, which is shoes. So, you know, when when we hear about grounding, where do, where do shoes play into this this whole concept? Well, shoes are made of rubber. Uh, the The sole at the bottom of the shoe is made of rubber, which is insulating um, as far as electrical conductivity goes. So they're not going to ground you. So shoes that we've most of us have been wearing most of our lives are very insulating. They've, they've insulated us from the Earth's natural negative surface charge so in order to bypass that we need to make the shoe conductive or the sandal conductive and so uh, we can get into a shoe later but uh, the sandal utilizes a small copper plate a conductive uh, point of contact with the earth below the sandal which is connected to a silver thread which is sewn into the strap that wraps around your ankle, your foot. Silver is the best conductor in the world. They're the only sandals made with uh, silver. It's rated at 10 ohms per, per centimeter, which is a measure, measure of um, um, basically the electrical properties of, um, of that thread. So it's, it's, it's about, it's, it's really, really good conductivity as far as sewing threads. So the silver incorporated in there with the copper, you, you end up with a really, really good conductive piece of footwear. Um, and then the leather, so really the, the silver thread was me being bougie. I didn't, I didn't need that in there because the copper is already in, in contact with the leather footbed. Leather is conductive, especially if you sweat in it. So, um, I just thought the, the silver would be a good touch. So, uh, it's really kind of a two, a two system 
two a two part conductive system that's incorporated into the sandal. Um, you could test them with a voltmeter. It's very easy to do. Voltmeters are kind of all the rage right now, especially what people are posting on like Instagram and stuff. So um, you can you can test how grounding works on your body in general with a voltmeter. You can test if grounding products work, footwear products work with a voltmeter. So it's pretty easy to to verify. Mm. Dude, it's super interesting how you mentioned that the silver lining is like the cherry on top because I was thinking leather is grounding and you have that copper that's super interesting dude good idea so there you go premium product so yeah. so <laughs> so okay so cool you've spoken about grounding a lot what is grounding i don't know anything so why do we need grounding why is it so important you said that shoes are insulating what what does any of this mean dude i am clueless oh, yeah. tell me yeah so you're starting off with a clean slate huh you don't know anything i do not know my turn well man i could we could talk you know for the next four hours about everything grounding um i can tell you whatever you want to know about it but um i don't think we have the the time of day to really go into every single specific benefit so but we can talk about a few things. Um, and if Please. you have specific, if you have specific questions, that would probably be ideal. Uh, if I get off track, you know, bring me back to where you need me to be to answer your questions. But, uh, what is grounding? Um, grounding is a pretty common practice, uh, as far as in the electrical industry. And so, uh, in my outlet here in my house, there's a little, uh, there's a third prong hole, at the bottom of, of that outlet which is basically connected to the earth outside that essentially provides uh, stability balance and safety for electrical systems um, that are plugged into it so if there's a something like you know a short circuit that ex that excessive electrical energy has a place to kind of dissipate and that's into the earth itself so it's the same concept with the body so when you when you're in contact with the earth's surface the excess excessive electrical energy in your body dissipates the same electrical potential of the earth which is right around you know negative 100 negative 200 millivolts and that contributes to your body's overall electrical homeostasis and when you think of homeostasis you don't really think of electrical homeostasis as far as the body goes but uh, grounding is is pivotal in maintaining that electrical homeostasis of your body, which is essential for every physiological function going on in your body. Um, so that is in a nutshell, what grounding is most basic answers. It's, it's being in direct contact with the earth, which equalizes the potential of your, of your body with the earth below you. So and that could be, why, that could be down outside. It could be down inside. And that's, that's another question too, uh, we can get to eventually, but, uh, I'll let you go ahead and ask, ask the next one. Well, I wanted to ask why would we need grounding? You know, why would I need to touch grass? The grass is wet and cold. I can just touch my wooden floor at home. Like what's yeah. going on there? Why do we want electrical homeostasis? Well, from an evolutionary standpoint, our bodies have been in electrical contact with the earth for a long, long, long time. And it's only in the last hundred years that we've started to separate ourselves from that electrical that those electrical properties of the earth's surface and 
if you really think about what's happened in the last hundred years, is a lot's happened as far as um, inflammation, disease, all of that. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, grounding is the one-all, be-all cure to disease and all that, but it's certainly, it's it's been a, a hidden factor, I believe, that's been contributing to a lot of the ailments that we've been, we've been um, you know, plagued with in today's day and age, which is chronic, non-communicable, inflammatory disease. Mm. There's a lot of non-natural EMFs nowadays everywhere. We've got Wi-Fi, we've got fiber, we've got 3G, 4G, 5G, we've got Bluetooth, we've got electrical appliances everywhere, we've got Teslas on every street. What is this doing to the body and can grounding mitigate the effects of that? So this is, at least in the scientific world, um, it's not something that there's no consensus on it, which is very odd because I have a chapter about this in my book. It's called Earth and EMF. So if you, if you go through the literature on EMF, it's, it's very conflicting because you'll find people that have that, you know, say these are awful for you. They're going to absolutely destroy your health. And there are other people that say, you know, that's, it's, it's not going to make that much of a difference in your body. And really, uh, so the, the EMFs that you're talking about, as far as the man-made ones are, are in the extremely low frequency electromagnetic field, uh, radiation, which is the, the 50 to 60 Hertz, um, that's that common, that power our our appliances, everything that we use in our day-to-day -day lives, our lights, our, our TVs, our, our appliances, and all that. Um, and then you have radio frequencies, which are really, so in the electromagnetic spectrum, um, these, these extremely low frequency EMFs and radio frequencies are on the end of the spectrum that have really long wavelength. And these can, these can have certain effects on the body they certainly alter the electrical homeostasis of your body which is something we talked about earlier they can actually induce a voltage on your body and that's through a process of physics called capacitive coupling so your body acts as a capacitor because it's conductive and then the appliances that you're using are also capacitors and so when you're in close enough proximity to these things like this light right here the wiring in it it can induce a voltage on my body that's not a good thing. And so what happens when you ground is that induced body voltage from from the the appliances that we use it, they drop it drops to zero, um, which is where you want your body to be. But uh, yeah, these 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 electromagnetic fields can can certainly induce voltages on and in the body. Um, so even though there is no consensus as far as the the health effects. In the scientific literature, I believe that there are serious health effects of EMFs, but in the scientific literature, you won't find a consensus. Um, even though there's really good data, let's say, you know, for example, leukemia, people that work in, you know, the, the electrical industry, they're constantly exposed to uh, all of these, all of this electrical equipment. There's been a higher incidence of uh, leukemia, which is a very, very uh, not so good cancer. Um, so, you know, it's and this was a very difficult uh, chapter for me to write because there, there's so much conflicting information out there. And um, so in that chapter, I, I basically talked about. So 
when when people say they ground, there's a common there's a common assertion that grounding protects you against EMFs, which is partially true. It's not fully true. So grounding when you when you connect to the earth, and Richard Feynman talked about this too. He's a pretty well renowned physicist. I don't know if you if you know who that is, but um, he in the in the physics world, he's kind of he's kind of the uh, the Einstein of the second half of the 20th century. Mm. But he said that when you're when you're grounded to the earth, you essentially become an extension of the earth's electric field. And what that's going to do is it's going to redirect all of these electric fields that you're exposed to. And it's going to redirect them away from your body. So um, electric fields are, are always going to be present, um, even if devices aren't turned on, appliances aren't turned on. It's it's the mere voltage difference and something being plugged into the electrical grid that's going to create electric fields. And it's when you turn those things on, then then you start to create magnetic fields. So it's it's the movement of current that's what creates a magnetic field. And these magnetic fields by themselves can induce currents within us. That's in physics, that's Faraday's law of induction. So when we ground, we can repel electric fields, but the magnetic field, we can't repel those unless we have very specific types of materials. So it's it's kind of like, so I don't I don't really know if it's if it's fully negating the effects of EMFs because even even though it's it's repelling electric fields, those magnetic fields are always going to be present and they're going to be inducing currents in and on us. And so it's but um, I guess something is better than nothing. Um, but the claim that uh, grounding reduces the the effects of electromagnetic fields is is partially true. It's not it's not fully true. So I think that's important for people to understand. That's a very interesting take, right? I have another question for you, but firstly, I want to say that I did electronic and computer engineering in uni before I dropped out. I did two and a half years, and I vividly remember doing a write-up for a class about the negative effects of 5G on health. And can you believe that I actually got an A2, I believe? So it's like 85% plus or something, but I got a really good grade, but I did like a had to do a report on a topic, whatever, da, da, da. I chose 5G and its negative effects on health. And oh. I couldn't find much, but I wrote a very good report. Um, and there definitely is some truth to that. Of course, you're going to have the people and the studies and the science telling you that, no, dude, it's absolutely fine. And we're just going to put these antennas every 50 meters everywhere, all around your home, everywhere. Of course, it's going to do nothing for you. Just, you know, pay us hundred bucks a month for your internet, you're fine. You know, you're fine. But you know, the science. Um, yeah. The and science. it's, it's, yeah, the, the science. And that's a very, that's a very hot topic these days as far as trusting that goes, huh? So, um, well, I think it just comes, comes down to a matter of common sense. If you're exposing yourself to these things that are going to induce currents in and on your body, you don't think anything's going to happen from that. Um, I, I I very much I disagree I disagree with that. Um, I think yeah. it's definitely I think, and in any electrical system, even a small change, even a small change in current within that electrical system can create very large changes throughout that entire system. Um, so really, just I think it comes down to common sense, and and the, the literature is just still trying to get there. Mm. I think that's what it comes down to. 
And I don't think it will ever get there because, for example, <laughs> last year I lived in London for pretty much the whole year. And dude, the headaches every day, like I could get 10 hours of sleep and not feel rested at all. I just felt like I had crazy brain fog all the time. And then it makes you think, you know, like, why? You know, what's going I know there's pollution and air quality and this and that, but I think a lot of that came down to the 5G and fiber being everywhere. The whole city is like just a big fucking microwave, dude. Like, got antennas everywhere, but less on that, right? So, dude, tell me about the benefits of grounding because you've told me, okay, this and that, and okay, it might be good for non-native EMFs and all of this, but what are some benefits that people can expect from grounding? Is there anything that will happen instantaneously if i just put my feet in some grass or you know wear your sandals what what happens what can people expect yeah i like that we started off with kind of like the most speculative <laughs> the most speculative chapter i have as far as the not and not like the most definitive ones that's that's funny uh, this is how we do it yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i probably haven't convinced anyone thus far but give me some time and i can convince anyone that grounding grounding works and grounding is a real thing uh and you know what if you ever come across somebody that, uh, you know, de denies, denies grounding, well, it's like, okay, okay, fuckface, look, look at the outlet on your wall and you see that third hole, that third hole on there, that grounding, that grounding port, is that useless? Does that not do anything? Is that on a thing? It's the same, it's the same physical concept with the body. It's, it's the dissipation of excess electrical energy. So if you're if you're denying that, then I think you've got some serious some serious studying to do as far as physics go. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, any and we can get we can get into all the individual benefits of grounding. But uh, I think before before we get into that, I think it's important for people to realize that you know grounding it's not it's not enhancing it's not enhancing anything. It's it's bringing your body back to a normal default electrical state. So, and that can that can involve attenuating a certain process. It can involve augmenting a certain process. But what it really comes down to is allowing your body to to function as it's meant to function in that optimal grounded electrical state. Um, so, in the in the book, I talk about so, so over the past few years that that I've I've done all this stuff that I wrote the book, I make the videos, I wrote articles and stuff, and, and all the content. I tried to boil grounding down to its basic kind of mechanisms, and I, I call it the big three. So number one is that it's um, it increases the density of negative charges in your body, which contributes to the overall electrical homeostasis of your body, which affects every physiologic function in your body and number two is that it attenuates um, inflammation oxidative stress which are the number one killers worldwide chronic non-communicable disease is the number one killer worldwide that includes heart disease cancer diabetes neurodegenerative diseases autoimmune conditions and then number three is that it charges the water protein matrix battery and there's a lot to unpack there, so maybe we'll eventually get to that point. But I think it's from these, these three, uh, the big three that a lot of these benefits kind of stem out from, um, and it, it affects various systems in your body. 
the cardiovascular circuit, circulatory system, the, the nervous system, the endocrine system, um, the immune system, all of these different systems are it grounding is a, it's a universal regulating factor. It allows all of these systems to perform optimally. Um, if you have a specific question about, about any of these systems, or you want to know how, how it affects it, um, exactly, then, then I'm, I'm sure I'm ready to rock. Go. Oh, dude, that's a challenge for me in and of itself. Um, listen, the audience that listens to these podcasts is very, very diverse. And a lot of them don't want the specific knowledge. They want the practical advice. So rather than asking you specific questions on the different various systems, I'm going to ask you two questions. Will grounding make me healthier? If I don't, if I don't do it right now, will it make me healthier? You're saying absolutely. 100%. Yes. Will it make me happier? Indirectly. Yeah. Indirectly. Well, there you go. Healthy body, healthy body, healthy mind. There you go, people. (laughs) Uh, I'm asking as if I don't ground already every day myself, dude. I'm like shirtless running around grounded. I absolutely agree with everything you say. And you know what? You bring up a really good point. A lot of people... You know, so I, I studied physics, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really into the science side of things. I'm really into the, the mathematics of this, uh, the numbers of this, if you will. And a lot of people, they don't think like that. And that's completely understandable. So when I wrote earth and water, which is the book that should be ready, you know, in the next few months, I, I tried to, I tried to teach, I tried to teach a 10 year old, all of these different concepts. Cause that's, that's the marker of a good teacher. Can I teach this to a child? And then can that child relay that message to another, another person, another, another kid. And, and that message kind of gets, gets carried on that way. So earth and water is, it's a good mix of, it's that textbooky style. It's got the science in there. It's got that hard stuff in there if you want it, but it's also a good story. It's a good story of how grounding, um, impacts the body and, and how it can, it can really, you know, ultimately it can change the world. It can change the health, change the health. And as far as I know, that project Earth and Water is over four hundred pages of the grounding Bible. goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a you know, man. I I absolutely I loved and I I hated making this book because mm-hmm. like it was it took so much time, it took so much research, it took so much compiling. Um, but when I put it all together. It was just like, wow, this thing is, it's amazing. It's the grounding Bible. I've had people, mm-hmm. they've had people that say, I should, I should call it that. I should call it the grounding Bible. And really it is that way. And, um, I think a lot of people have read the earthing book out there and earthing book is it's, uh, it's by Clint Ober and, and then a few other authors, I believe, but, uh, it's a really good elementary book. Um, but, uh, I think this, this book that I'm finishing up is really, it took it, you know, to the, the way, the way next level. And, you know, the whole goal with it is to really convince people of the science behind what's going on in your body when, when you ground it. And so, um, and that's, that's been a big goal of mine, honestly, when, when, when I hear people talk about grounding on a podcast or something or or on TV or, or wherever, wherever have you, I'm just not very convinced. I need somebody that's able to convince me and definitively convince me and so that's where that's why i wanted to kind of give grounding a voice i wanted to be the person that can convert the non-believer into the believer someone that calls you a psychopath for touching grass (laughs) yeah Yeah. seen that i've seen that a lot 
Well, no, I I think they were just you know probably taking stabs at my personality. Hey, I didn't I didn't deny it. Maybe you know maybe I have some psychopathic tendencies. Maybe I'm a little obsessive. Maybe I have. Everybody has their issues, but uh, mm. my uh, my goal is is true and and sound, and I, I genuinely want to help people with this in this practice. So, um, yeah, people will always have their their opinions of of me. So I'm not too worried about it. F the haters, bro. But there you go, people. So, Rob Earth Puppy has said that grounding will, in fact, make you healthier and indirectly happier. But if you need almost 500 pages of convincing, you can expect Earth and Water to come out very soon, right? Because you're just yeah. pimping it up now, is that what you said? Yeah, and you know what? It's not just a book. It's a piece of art. Throughout the entire book, there are hundreds of beautiful illustrations in it that mm. I've, I've hand curated and I've made them to perfection. So really it's just a spectacle to look at. Um, so when people, when people get it, when they see it and they see the artwork in it and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is a beautiful, you know, when I'm reading it, I'm just like, wow, this is, this is really cool. I'm really proud of this. And I think a lot of people are going to like it. I think it's going to change a lot of lives. Please tell me it's a physical book, not an ebook. So I'm working with an agent right now to get it into a physical book. Mm. Um, so here's the thing. Earth and Water is one of those, it's a science book. And so the thing with science is that science is always changing. And so something, so let's say something changes down the road, more, more research is published. I can't, I can't, I can't go back and take that book off the shelf. Mm. And so I end up with a book that's partially invalid. Mm. And so... I, you know, I wrestled with this idea a lot. Do I want to make this something that I cannot change or do I want to make something that make something that I can change? I can release versions of it that kind of update throughout time. Mm. And on top of that, the illustrations that I have in it, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to pop out as much on a, on a, on a book mm. page where the colors are different. It's just not as good quality. So there are, there are a lot of things I had to wrestle with. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm working with an agent, but I don't know yet. I don't know if that's mm. what I want it to be. Um, so it's, it's still, it's still, I'm still sexying it up. Um, so I guess we'll just, we'll just see. And, yeah. uh, but regardless, there are a multitude of people that have messaged me. They're just like, I want this thing regardless. And that's a good feeling. Mm. No, do uh you know what? After hearing you out, it is absolutely valid, you know, having it <laughs> digital because, yeah, I, I imagine something like this is going to be kind of breathing, living, ever-changing because, you know, there is going to be more and more stuff coming out about grounding because I do feel like despite the fact that the world is headed in a very, very bad direction, you have the resistance to that, you know, which is the pushback. It's people revolting and saying f this i'm gonna take help into my own hands therefore you have people getting interested in things like grounding and all of that so yeah valid interesting dude that's a, a trophy piece to say the least <laughs> and so would you say earth of water is the main thing you're working on right now i saw on your website you also have a couple other interesting things happening at the moment yeah so guy has been uh always keeps me busy uh, earth and water has kept me busy for the last couple of years. Um, and really, I mean, earth, earth and water has been, so how that book came about is that I basically had this library called the earth and water library, which is essentially this 
huge collection of articles and lectures and books that I've compiled over the years. And I was just like, I need to turn this into something. And so I turned it all into a story. And so that's how Earth and Water kind of came about. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from the book and, and Gaia, I also have Aries, which is something that uh, a lot of people have messaged me about. They're really excited about for the people that know about it. But uh, going back to, you know, the beginning of this conversation, I originally wanted to make shoes. And so uh, that's what Aries is. Aries is a, yeah, it's a, it's a grounding shoe. And so uh, here's the thing. Grounding shoes are out there. They exist. Mm. And I don't want to be kind of that negative person, but they're ugly, man. They're, they're, mm. they're really ugly shoes. A lot of barefoot shoes are super ugly. Uh, they're just, they're, they're not, they're not fun to look at and then they kind of they kind of look a little weird when you when you put them on your on your feet too so i wanted something that looks badass but it also gets the job done and mm. so aries is a very specific type of conductive footwear um it's very uh, it's something that i've i've been working on for the last three to four years as far as how to do it it's a very specific process that hasn't been utilized before so uh, I will be seeking a type of um, utility patent with it once it's once it's done, because um, again, it hasn't been done before, and that's that's kind of that's kind of what I shoot for in everything that I do. I don't want to do what other people are doing. I want to do my own thing, and I want to do it, and not just for the sake of doing my own thing. I want to, I want it to work, um, but I also want it to be cool and kind of be a reflection of me as well and I, I try and make that evident and everything that I put out all the content um the products that I make it's it's it'll be cool man I'm excited for it yeah dude I was not expecting that because just to tell the viewers here I had to ask what Aries is because I saw the website and I saw that it's coming soon I was not expecting that that's super interesting, yeah. man. I'm excited to see because you know what I agree with you a lot of the barefoot shoes look goofy you know like I love a pair of Vivos or whatever, I know they're not grounding or whatever, but at least they're barefoot, you know, which I imagine is what you're going for as well. But they look goofy. They look a little silly. So I'm interested to uh, to see what you think looks good. So they're going to be grounded and barefoot, I'm guessing, yeah? They will be wide-toe. But they wide-toe, okay. Yeah, they, they, they won't be as ugly as other barefoot shoes. Mm. Um, they're going to... Gosh, I don't even want to give examples of type, types of shoes out there that they're gonna they're, they've been inspired by, but um, they're gonna look good, dude. I you, I can guarantee you that. So it's in the process. It's in the, it's yeah. It's in the it's kind of it's in the the process right now. Um, everything's a go. It's uh things are moving along. It's it's it'll be it'll be cool, man. A lot of people are gonna like it. When are we? When should we be expecting a release date or some more information? PBD. You little... Okay. <laughs> okay, I hear you. I hear you. But wow, changing up the game. Changing up the game. Trying to. The king of grounding. Okay, so uh, yeah, you're not really revealing too much here. You said the shoes are TBD and then the book is getting pimped up. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I'm such a tease. I'm cool, bro. <laughs> Bye. Just keep teasing us, man. I hear you. Cool. And just to uh, wrap this up, we have another 10 minutes or so. Dude, 
how can you call yourself an athlete if you are shinging cigarettes at the track? Talk to, talk to me about that. Anyone that's oh, under man. 18, click off now. Get out of this. Go. Yeah. Right. Talk to me about this. <laughs> yeah, do as I say, not as I do, huh? Um, you know, I, I, I have... I have a lot, I follow a lot of, that's the good thing about social media is that it's brought me into contact with so many people that are, they're so much smarter than I am. They're so much more intuitive about things. I can't give you the exact science behind tobacco, nicotine and all that, but that's just the culture. That's the culture I grew up with. Um, on the reservation, tobacco is, is a huge part of our ceremonies. Um, it's, it's, it's considered very, very sacred and I've always been around tobacco my whole life. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, smoking up heaters every single day but uh i do have a few throughout the week um i i very much enjoy the the nootropic effect of, of nicotine um i know that there are some health benefits of tobacco i would re refer them to uh, other people you know i can refer them if they want to message me specifically um to get kind of the science behind that but uh you know, man, it's just, it's something that I enjoy. I get benefit from it. I can focus a lot better. I'm much more creative. I don't need it to be focused or creative, but it certainly helps, you know? And, mm. and um, yeah, it's just, it's something that's always been ingrained in, in my culture. And it's just, it's carried on through, throughout my life. Do I notice a difference in my performance at all? Absolutely not. I'm still ripping shit up on the track. Um, I still rip shit up uh, when I'm training mixed martial arts. I don't notice at all. Just kind of be smart about it. Um, mm -hmm. With everything, with everything, moderation. Um, there, you know, I've gotten a lot of messages about you know it not being a good good message to be you know smoking tobacco and cigars and and, and cigarettes. I prefer the filterless cigarettes, but um, every once in a while, you know, I'll have I'll have a, something with a with a filter on it. But um, yeah, it's it's something that you need to moderate. You need to be me to be smart smart about it's just like you know alcohol i'm i don't totally condemn alcohol i have alcohol you know once every couple of weeks glass of wine or something like that but you got to enjoy life you know and you, you, have, you have a very short amount of time on this earth enjoy your life enjoy the good things in life tobacco is a very natural thing uh that god has has placed on this on this earth for us and and i fully intend to enjoy it and appreciate it and uh give uh give um and honor my my ancestry my my culture by keeping that in my life there you go dude absolutely agree with everything you say because number one well i will preface this by saying you can do it right and wrong just like every other thing on this planet there's a right way to do tobacco and a wrong way Firstly, I'll say that tobacco has been around in like pretty much every indigenous tribe and civilization, and it's always been a sacred plant for tens of thousands of years. And now you have like, you know, the big tobacco corps coming in and they put in 200 fucking chemicals in it and they wrap it in a bleach paper and put it, a, put a plastic filter in there as well, just to absolutely turn it from like the sacred plant to just the shit that'll give you CNCR. Um, but then you have like this pushback against tobacco zola with vapes and all this other BS that's coming out now. There's no way that this like little Chinese seed oil, vegetable glycerin, plastic vape is better than 
better for you than like a organic tobacco that's literally just tobacco and water with no additive. Yeah. Well, that's a different debate, dude. But yeah, like sucking, sucking in, sucking in heated metal. But uh, man, you know what? That's just I'm I'm kind of an inflammatory individual, and so if if, if any any person has followed me on social media, I just kind of like to make fun of people that's that vape and smoke weed. Like it's yeah. just. It's just fun for me. It's fun for me, and uh, what well, if that's immature? Then so be it. But uh, mm. this is my personality. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen that a lot, man. And I gotta say, I used to smoke a lot. It was influenced by lockdown and me being in the Irish countryside and kind of being purposeless and lost. And it, I can say, first hand experience, it kills your like drill and masculinity. You just become like this potato. But uh, whenever I post anti-weed anti-cannabis i always get a bit of a pushback you know i always get people saying oh dude like it helps me spiritually bro it always puts me in a good mood and i'm more productive more creative but i want to know your reasons for being anti-weed why why should someone not smoke or stop smoking because it's satanic bro people that smoke weed go to hell for sure yeah i'm totally i'm totally joking by the way um <laughs> no fuck uh no i just I so this is just my own experience uh very very subjective and I know it's not always the case but uh again going back to what you're talking about kind of becoming a potato every every pothead that I've encountered in my life is just they they lack a certain vitality about them that I that I pick up on it's kind of like I don't want to say laziness but it's like no drive no drive to like to accomplish anything or I just noticed that the goals are severely lacking. That's just totally been my experience with, with people that smoke weed. Um, and then it kind of becomes a crutch too. Everybody says, you know, every, everybody has anxiety these days, right? Um, bro, when I'm anxious, I just, I smoke weed and that's, that's what I do. It's like, well, you're kind of using this as a crutch now because every time, every time things get hard in life, which is going to be, most of your life things are going to be hard you're going to be resorting to this this outside exogenous thing to to make you feel better so i don't i don't believe on believe in relying on anything to to make you feel better you know you gotta there there are better ways to go about that but um you know i'm not i'm not an expert as far as the the health benefits of cannabis versus uh tobacco and all that so i um i'll i'll deviate away from that but um I will say that it's fun to make fun of them. Yeah. And it's always the, oh, I, I'm done talking about it after I say it was when you call out an alcoholic for being an alcoholic, it's just like, yeah, I am. It sucks. But when you call out a stoner for being a stoner, oh, you already know, dude. It's like, I'm, no, it helps me, dude. I'm a, oh, I'm so much more productive. I'm a, so much this and that. And I've been there. I've been that guy, therefore, gives me the authority to speak about it. And listen, if anyone's offended by this, dude, do your thing. Just nobody cares anyways. It's your life. Just everything in moderation, you know. Just don't get addicted. But yeah, dude, Robert, coming up to the end now. It has been a fantastic hour. I've learned a lot. You know, we covered a lot of topics as well. Yeah. And you're a very smart dude. Right. So... Just for your last couple words, I want you to summarize everything with Aries, Gaia, and your book, Earth and Water, coming out. So I know you're not going to give us any dates or any specific times, but uh, yeah, let people know 
Um, uh, how many months away we are at least? Come on, dude. Come on. Uh, I'm not going to get any views. And then let people know where to connect with you. We'll wrap it up. You can uh, enjoy your day. I would say uh, a few months for the book. And then I would say by the end of the year, perhaps for the shoe. So uh, I try not to be a tease here, but those are just kind of where I'm seeing things land on the, the timeline. Um, if you guys want to learn more about grounding, uh, the specifics of it, how it works exactly, you know, the different systems in your body, um, the book is, is meant for you. It's the grounding Bible. And when that's, when that's ready to go, I highly advise picking that up because it'll completely change your perspective on just how immense this practice is as far as impacting your health. Um, if you don't have a pair of sandals, that's fine. I'm not trying to sell anybody sandals. I would prefer people just go out and be barefoot. That's the whole, that's the whole goal with everything that I do. Just go outside, spend some time barefoot. Your body's meant to be grounded 24, seven, 365. So just get a little bit of time. Sometimes better than none. Um, Aries is in the works and it'll be, it'll be ready soon. Um, grounded athlete on Instagram, Doug grounded athlete on Twitter. Uh, Google search the grounded athlete or duck, duck, go. If you do that, uh, which I would prefer, um, should be the top of the list. So, uh, you can find a ton of info on all of those different platforms. Amazing. And I'm going to make sure to put all of those in the description as well. So check it out. And yeah, Robert, dude, thank you so much for your time. This was a long time of the making and I'm so glad it happened, dude. Thank you so much. That was fantastic, dude. Absolutely, brother. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much once again, and thank you so much to all the listeners. This has been episode 14 of the Fundamental Wizard Podcast with the Grounded Athlete Coach Brad K. signing out. Peace.